Just future Ed here with a little announcement. Tiny TARDIS will soon be coming to YouTube and Apple Podcasts, so if you prefer to get your podcasts from there or would just like to access some juicy short-form content, then why not hop over there and subscribe? Anyway, enjoy the episode to come. Hello and welcome back to Tiny TARDIS, a monthly Doctor Who podcast aiming to give younger Doctor Who fans a voice in the Doctor Who podcasting community. My name is Ed, and I am your very well host, unlike last time when I tried to record an episode, because I was very ill, and that happened to be the day of the Star Beast, and it was not fun, I can tell you, it was not fun. I was meant to go to a local comic convention in my area, I was really excited, and then in the night I was just incredibly sick. Obviously I won't go into the details, don't want to harm your ears, listeners, but um, yeah, I was very unwell, and that kind of, that did um misshape my view of the star beast initially because i was in a bad mood and i viewed it and i was like nah i don't like this um but i've watched it pro- probably about 6 times since then i've i've seen i've seen all the others i've seen wild blue yonder and the giggle 7 times um now but we have so much to talk about on this podcast because we didn't have a november a november um issue i guess you could say an episode that's the right word we didn't have a november episode um and that was because i was unwell so i apologize listeners but i was in no state to record my opinions would have been very negative because when you're ill you don't feel great um especially with me i find that being ill really just ruins my day um i don't feel any enthusiasm for doctor who i know it's, it's, it's surprising Anyway, but um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, The past week, I have been reorganising my Doctor Who collection, and I have just a few, well, this is a few days ago, when I actually sat down to try and record this, and then realised, why record it? This was last, it would have been last Friday. Sat down, tried to record, thought, "Ah, there's no point in doing this, because we'll talk about the first two specials, and then we won't have spoken about the giggle. And we're, wait, we're, we're into December now. So the idea is that we're going to have a Christmas Christmas special episode. Probably on the 27th. That will go out. Um, 27th, 28th. There's some stuff I need to organise for that episode. That will be revealed later. Um, but yeah, I need to make sure that's all definite. And... Um, uh, like um certain before i can clarify a release date for that episode but um we know we've got the special on the 25th and that's 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 so exciting i've seen i've seen the previews um the i mean everyone saw the trailer um and then we had a little clip on unleashed doctor who unleashed which is another thing we've got to talk there's so much to talk about um but we had a yeah clip on unleashed and then the Graham Norton show, for those of you that don't know, Shooty Gatwell was on the Graham Norton show um, on Friday night, so yesterday. And he, yeah, he was brilliant. They didn't get him to say much in comparison to the other two guys and the 
forgotten her name. There was a woman on there that was Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter. That's the only association I made when I saw her face. I was like, oh, she's Dolores Umbridge. Um, but yeah, they didn't ask Shooty as much as I thought they would. But honestly, if you've seen The Giggle, I think you'll agree with me. He He's a great doctor. I can just tell. I can tell from everything we've seen. But yeah, there was a there was a short preview on there of him meeting Millie Gibson's character Ruby, which was great. But yeah, um, what to start with? That's the question. Um, I think I'll start. I'll start with a quick roundup of um, my Doctor Who experiences in the past few weeks, excluding the specials. Because the specials are their own separate thing. We've also had this giant back catalogue um, launching on uh, la- launching on iPlayer, so that's that's a big talking point. Um, but what have I done? I have acquired a Revolution character options Dalek for once. I don't really like it. Um, it's quite ugly, but I like the fact that it comes with a mutant. Um, Obviously, it's an older set, so I did have to pay quite a bit for it. Um, but it, w- it was a nice addition. Um, and I've also, obviously, like many Doctor Who fans, many character options fans, I've been hunting down the B&M sets. Two of the B&M sets I've gotten. I've got the new series, um, Daleks. So it's, I, I think it's... Del- I'm, I'm under the impression that the Black Dalek is meant to be Dalek Sec. Um... And then you've just got a generic gold series Dalek. Um, yeah, whether this is based off... I'm not sure whether it's based off... Maybe it's Doomsday or... Could be. Could be um, Could be Doomsday or could be um, Daleks in Manhattan. But yeah, that's a really nice set. I also noticed, because I have the old one, in comparison to the... Um, the, like... Uh, other black Dalek, um, the the old one, that one, the the new one is kind of glossier, looks nicer, um, whereas the old one is kind of more of a matte paint job. And then obviously we also had the other history of the Dalek set, because um, that one was sixteen slash seventeen, and then we had fifteen. Fifteen was a remembrance of the Dalek set. Both very nice. Both very nice. The Remembrance was definitely the one I wanted to get my hands on. uh, And luckily I have. But sadly, no Deadly Assassins. Because they just weren't there. There were none. Um, But there was an abundance of the other Dalek sets. But, yeah. There's this whole big back catalogue on iPlayer now. That's a a whole thing. Um, I feel like we're, we're not going to go into a lot of detail about these specials. Because uh, there is just so much to say about them. Whether I will release any content that's about this each specific episode, um, like a Star Beast review, a Wild Blue Yonder review, and a Giggle review, um, can't be certain. Because it it could be something that we could dive into in the long gap. This is this is something I've been processing. Is the fact that actually there's going to be quite a wide gap in between the Christmas special and the new series and there's not going to be a lot of Doctor Who and we've just had three weeks of Doctor Who and it's felt great um 
it's got me going through my week um just knowing on a saturday night i'm gonna have an episode of doctor who to enjoy and it's just it's brilliant because what we've seen i think what we've really seen from these specials i know i just said i won't speak about the specials um but you can probably even tell that (laughs) now we're on the second episode you can probably tell just from that amount probably this is going to end up maybe two hours of me speaking in total if you add both the episodes durations together you can tell that we don't often stay on topic but yeah the the one thing we've seen from these specials is just that doctor who can go anywhere it's so variable just the the, the, the it's, it's it's brilliant we went from a disney-esque kind of family adventure family fa- fantasy it was quite fantasy the first um the first special obviously it's a sci-fi show but it was it was it had fantasy aspects to it and it was very reminiscent of a um kind of a disney movie um kind of it did it did make me think ah this is this is what disney are doing with other franchises and i know disney don't have they have barely any creative input um when it comes to Doctor Who, that's all Bad Wolf. That's all Russell T- um, Russell T Davis. But um, it did have that feel about it. The second special <laughs> was the most sci-fi out there thing um, that I've seen for a long time. Very experimental, very much like, um, you know, it, it really made me think of stories that aren't Doctor heavy. Um like uh blink love and monsters the more experimental episodes of doctor who the doctor's wife uh, i mean that's not really not doctor heavy but um definitely also and i know it's not doctor heavy as well um i mean doctor light rather um but the um midnight it was just like midnight and i saw a lot of people making that comparison um and yeah it was totally midnight and I was a bit disappointed when I, I saw someone else someone else had that thought before me. And it made me think, oh, I, I've just watched something and thought, oh, this is completely new. This is completely something something we've never seen before. And it was, you know, it was half and half because um, there, there was a lot drawn from Midnight. But I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really good. Definitely the best special out of the three. And I'm saying that now. We haven't even spoken about the others. I've just moved on to the specials when I said I was going to talk about the back catalogue. But like I said, we don't really have much of an agenda for this podcast. It's just talk about whatever comes into my head. Um, And I do keep saying we to refer to the podcast, or I guess to refer to myself. But actually, there is, and this is is what's being confirmed, this is the official announcement... um, what's that's being confirmed um is over the christmas period whether it will be for a short amount of time or whether it will continue into the future permanently um there will be a new host for tiny tardis so i will not just sit here ranting about doctor who i'll have some educated and interesting discussions with um my co-host um again that's as much information as i have don't know when the first episode with him will be airing um, don't know whether it will be one episode or it will continue into the future, um, but there have been discussions, and he seems very eager, and he's a very nice, very nice guy. So um, yeah, we'll 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 see. But 
I'm contemplating whether I should just jump into the specials or talk about the back catalogue. Um, but I think I will share my experience of the back catalogue, because obviously I have not conquered the entirety of it. Um, I haven't I haven't gone into the whole... Um, whole, like, haven't watched Totally Doctor Who, because that appeared as well recently. Um, I haven't seen any of Class. I've never seen Class. Actually, I might have seen... I've seen clips. I've seen the clip where the 12th Doctor appears. Sorry if none of you have seen Class, and I've just spoiled that moment, but I do feel like that's the only reason people would watch Class. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I've been watching Classic Who, obviously. What else would I be watching when... Um, I've never, I don't have any of the DVDs of Classic Who. My knowledge of Classic Who comes from books, uh, the Target novelizations, um, clips on YouTube, and just, you know, st various stuff from different content creators covering um, the history and of um, of the show. And then, obviously, all the callbacks in, in New Who, I've found out about those. Um, but I love Classic Who so far. Uh, Troughton from Big Finish actually as well Troughton has always been my favourite Doctor um, classic Doctor that is Capaldi is my favourite new series Doctor um, but yeah just just watching the evolution of the show and also having, having it having it have its own home it's like it's kind of like Disney Plus have tabs for Marvel and Star Wars um, but iPlayer iPlayer is definitely the true home of Doctor Who. Uh, it's really found its place. And the fact that we had that Hooniverse tab, it va it vanished, actually. It vanished a few days ago, and then it came back, and I was a bit disappointed. I was like, where's it gone? Um, but it came back. But having that tab, that tab is really great. Because um, it, it, I think it probably... Draw but most people, if you say Doctor Who, they, they don't know what Torchwood is. Um, they don't get that there's these different eras that make up Doctor Who. They didn't know there was a TV movie in 1996. Um, so it's good to introduce new fans to a whole catalogue that they can digest, especially if they watch these specials and then they just, they're like, ah, oh, I watch these specials. I can't wait till the Christmas special. This is kind of how I am, though I'm not a new fan. Watch the Christmas special. And then they've got this big gap in between. Um, even the gap in, uh, like, it's like Russell T. Davis said about, you know, imagine you're an eight-year-old this winter, you watch the specials, you're waiting for the Christmas special, you watch all of, like, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Um, but yeah, I started with some of the, the, the later, um, stuff, and I know there's mixed opinions on it, but I started with, um, with McCoy, then watch the TV movie. The TV movie was one of the few things I'd seen before um, from the classic content on there. I think we even had, yeah, I think we even had Canine and Company on there, um, which was great. So, yep, I've been watching my way through Torchwood again as well, because that's 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 a good show in my opinion. There's the few odd, <laughs> few odd episodes that I choose to miss out. Um, but I think we all know why that is. Um, but yeah, yeah, the specials, the specials, the specials. Let's let's move on to the specials. Um, so th firstly, the Star Beast. I'm just finding my notes on the Star Beast because I had mixed opinions about the Star Beast. As I said, my 
like um, experience watching it was sort of hindered by my being ill, um, which resulted in more of a negative. When I when I came out from the Star Beast, I was a bit more negative than I probably would have been if I hadn't been feeling so unwell. Um, but like I said, I rewatched it. I gave it another chance. Um, and yeah, let, let's start with the positives, then go into the negatives. So the first thing that I noticed was the meep. Obviously, brilliant performance from Miriam Margulies. That was that was great. Um, and also the chemistry between the Doctor and Donna. I saw a lot of people commenting on this, and it was just it was just like back in series four. It was exactly like that. It replicated that, and it did that from the first few minutes in. <laughs> yeah. So that that was also another thing. Russell just jumped in. He 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 just jumped in. He didn't bother. Well, there was that recap scene, and I don't think we needed that recap scene. Um, I also thought that was a bit cringy, but um, we yeah we just we just after that jumped into the story. No, like oh I don't understand why this face has come back. That that was all later. And talking about the specials as a kind of collective, like having seen them all, um, I was a bit disappointed that there wasn't a really great explanation for why Ten's face came back and um, manifested itself as 14. But um, obviously Russell explained it sort of, you know, saying the Doctor's just so tired, the Doctor, you know, why the face has come back. Donna said the face has come back because the Doctor needs to come home. He needs to have a break. And I'm not usually a fan of the kind of domestic aspects of Doctor Who, although that is one of the things that's beautiful about it. It can be really out there sci-fi at one point and then it can return to a really domesticated setting um and particularly in rtd's episodes um be quite personal um yeah so yeah that 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 was a great thing about it um it was amazing to finally have more diversity more representation in doctor who so obviously yasmin finney great actress her character um her character Rose um, was really good, and I did. Um, I liked how um, how how her name was like Donna, kind of in her subconscious naming naming the character Rose um, because of her memories of Rose Tyler. But yeah, it it was a great episode, very well executed, um, good production, good production. Um, and we could definitely see, like from that sh- shootout um, on Donna's Donna Street and inside the um, Noble Temple residence, that shootout was very high budget. And it was probably the most expensive action scene we've ever seen in Doctor Who. Um, and it was one of the highlights for me of the episode. Like I said, the Meep was one of the highlights as well. Um, and Miriam's characterization and how she was able to just instantly kind of um switch from that really like cute like um innocent alien to a monstrous like you know malevolent creature um that just wanted to yeah kill the doctor and everyone it's in its path so that was good um the off uh, no before the star beast in fact we had the children in need special 
And I say it like that because I didn't enjoy it, and that was because of the way it was marketed initially. So we were originally told that this wasn't going to be a comedic scene. It wasn't going to be a comedy sketch. It was a serious, dramatic entrance for the 14th Doctor. And it was a joke. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a funny, like, sketch, even if RTD denies it. Um, so I would have been okay with that if that was the way that it was set up. And also I don't like the idea of that Doctor's entrance being kind of made a mockery of. I wanted it to be something serious, and I want that for all the Doctors. Maybe that's it's just come to me. Maybe that's kind of a way of saying, well, this Doctor is more trivial. He doesn't matter as much, because obviously you've got some fans saying, ah, you shouldn't be bringing the 10th Doctor back. You shouldn't be bringing, t uh, even if he's the 14th Doctor, you shouldn't be bringing David Tennant back to the show, back to a show that thrives on nuance. And I was in two minds about it and I have been throughout all of the specials the second special even though there were in fact out of the three there weren't as many callbacks it was the one with the least callbacks and references but it was the one that made me reminisce the most and think oh I'm really glad that 10 is back I'm really glad that I keep saying 10 but he's 14 <laughs> but I'm really glad that he's back. This was a great decision for the 60th anniversary. Um, but the Star Beast, I was under the impression that it's fan service, um, and it didn't it didn't feel as great as the other specials. So yeah, um, I just spoke about the Children in Need episode actually. So we will talk about that, and that's a, it's an issue that I would like to delve into. Um, because the other thing that was addressed in the Children in Need special is RTD does not want to display Davros as a character with a disability that is evil. And I see where he's getting this from, but I completely disagree with it. So I'm speaking as a person with a, dis a specific disability that in media is often misrepresented um, and in film and television is sometimes portrayed, quite often portrayed, as having an evil connotation, um, which is just simply not true. But still, I remain um, convinced that in, in TV, in film, in books, I want to see characters with all disabilities, of all abilities. I want, I want to see those characters in good and evil roles. Because that's representation. It's sort of, it's sort of, you could say, ableist in itself to, in my opinion, ableist in itself to say that a character with a disability can't be portrayed as evil. So, um, <laughs> there's another thing, actually, from the Children in Need special that was quite funny. The Independent reported um, that Julian Bleach was actually... Christopher Eccleston. I don't know where they got that from. It's strange. Um, but they are the independent, and they have made quite a few Doctor Who mistakes. There's also been another article. I think it's been confirmed that this actually is happening, that there's going to be a Sea Devil spin-off 
don't quote me on the title, I think it's The War Between the Land and the Sea, which is a quite an off title. Um, and Sea Devils is not what I would have um, predicted for the first spin-off that we got in the Hooniverse, although Tales of the TARDIS, I guess that counts. But I mean spin-off featuring a certain villain or character or organisation. You probably hear my dog barking in the background. Apologies about that. But, um, yeah... So I think we should move on to the next special now, um, which is Wild Blue Yonder. Um, so... <coughs> Sorry about that. Recording a podcast in a house in your, in your bedroom that's not very soundproof with a dog that barks every time there's a small noise no matter how insignificant that noise is um isn't that easy so i cut the <laughs> i cut the podcast but we're back um i was talking about the children in need special um quite a serious matter um and there's lots of people that seem to have similar opinions to me um and they, these are people that themselves identify as disabled and it seems like the people that don't like it are the people that don't have a disability themselves. And someone brought up, this was on Reddit, I saw a post, someone brought up the fact that did RTD actually ask anyone that uses a wheelchair if they would want to not see Davros um, in his chair again, if they thought that was a positive thing or a negative thing? Because I don't know if he has. And I know this is nothing against the guy. This is nothing against his writing. He is one of the most magnific magnificent showrunners ever. Um, a brilliant writer. Very talented. I look up to him a lot as an aspiring writer. Um, but here I don't feel that he's made the wisest of decisions. And I do hope that this is taken back. Obviously, Julian Breach, whether he's in the Davros kind of like, I guess, costume and makeup and... Um, and chair or not, he shines on the screen, and it was great to see him return. And actually, whilst I was watching it, I was like, well, this is the genesis of the Daleks. This is pre-accident Davros. So it, it, it wasn't a big deal. And actually, if RTD had left it like that, maybe that would have sat better. Maybe if he hadn't explained it in the Unleashed afterwards. Um, and I guess maybe, yes, if you're on Children in Need... You wouldn't show necessarily an evil character um, that uses a wheelchair. But I never even made the connection between a wheelchair and Davros's chair. It just, just Davros, Davros's chair is an integral part of its character. And actually, you could argue that for Shirley's character. Shirley, um, Unit's um, scientific advisor, new scientific advisor. You could argue that, you know, the actress might say, well, you know, my wheelchair i you know it feels like kind of an integral part of me because it helps me um you know in my day-to-day -day life so i i don't feel great about that decision um and i'd really like it to be addressed but it's i didn't let it get me down so I, th I think some people it really disappointed them um they were like oh no what's what's coming from these specials um you know, they they lots of people were using the word woke, and I think that is possibly an apt description for this decision. 
or at least I would say it's not thought through because I don't like I don't want to use that word to describe things because you know it's a sour it's a sour word but I I I don't agree with the decision and I would love I would love to u- know your opinions on it especially if you're someone that identifies as having a disability um so yeah that that's a new thing with this should be a message at the start of this podcast I will make sure that I record that um saying that we have um a YouTube channel so you can leave YouTube comments um on the videos there won't be video like actual um video format podcasts it will just be like um an, a video that's uploaded with audio and then a banner probably just the regular tiny tardis logo um but yeah also another thing we have a new intro so you've probably heard that at the start of this episode but i think that's enough said for the star beast as we do have a lot to cover and we don't have a lot of time um but yeah let's move on to wild blue yonder the best in my opinion of these 60th specials so wild blue yonder (laughs) the first thing that i decided about it about five minutes in was this is better than the first one this is better than the star beast um and it was also and i think i enjoy this more it was darker certainly a lot darker rtd issued some warnings about it before it went on air um and i think that was the correct decision um but yeah i do enjoy more dark and creepy doctor who episodes and yeah the thing that i've written and said quite a bit this episode is it was certainly out of bounds sci-fi it certainly pushed the limits of reality um and also pushed the limits of doctor who you know it 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 it's really stepped into territory that the show had never dared cover before or only done so on a few occasions and that's the thing about doctor who it just keeps giving us these new ideas um bonkers ideas in fact um and that's the thing that this episode highlighted how you could go for something something quite traditional sci-fi quite grounded um like the star beast you could go from that um to this wacky phenomena um that we got to see on our televisions on saturday night um but yeah that's really all i can say about um wild blue yonder everyone took up issues about the ethnicity of isaac newton i just think just don't worry it's not it's you know it's not I, I think people often make issues of things that aren't issues. Um, and I haven't even, I haven't even thought about that really. Like I I was just like, when I, when I read people's opinions on it, I was like, ah, I guess this is sort of true, but why do you care? Why do you care? So, you know, um, <laughs> that was actually another thing. I did also think, why, why is this scene necessary? Um, except for the later, like, Maverty gag um in the episode where Donna's like what's gravity oh and the looks like Maverty uh yeah I meant Maverty um but it, it did feel a bit insignificant and it also the the tone of that episode changed really quickly like that was the scene that you would expect from the star beast um and you went from like a little bit of the star beast's flavor into this really dark like body horror um episode you know where you had like um these uh clones of the doctor and donna um really malicious characters um trying to escape from the ship um 
but yeah, that's that's all I have to say about Wild Blue, Wild Blue Yonder. It was just brilliant because there wasn't much much to it. It was quite minimalist in comparison to the other episodes. Certainly in comparison to the giggle, um, it, it it felt more experimental than more traditional film formats like well we have a problem um this like the problem develops and this is the resolution and there's like all fight scenes and stuff happening in between it was more like this is the problem the problem gets a bit worse and then there's sort of a resolution it was like it it, it jumped around um or at least it didn't have the it, I, actually you know i rephrased that Typically, you'd have the problem, problem gets worse, then you have the resolution, so problem, problem gets worse, plan, resolution, and then you've got all the finickety bits in between, um, and those bits just weren't there in Wild Blue Yonder. It was like it was back to basics, kind of, um, but it was done so well. There was, there, there, there was not much to it. It was a really simple concept. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, it's a long-winded way of saying that, but yeah, let's move on to the giggle. I haven't written much down about the giggle, even though I've watched it seven, eight times in the past week. Um, but it was superb. It just kept giving. It, it was an episode that just kept giving. And while Blue Yonder was just consistently good throughout, but this just, for me, this kept building up. Um, they're like building on, uh, everything. So the toy, me toy maker, Neil Patrick Harris, that was a great choice to um, let him return. Only criticism I have about that is his characterization was a bit too f similar to John Sims' master. That's what I thought. And also Sacha Tawan's master, who we now know the fate of. And we have a return set up, a very similar setup um, to the return that we had last time um, of the master in RTD's era, um, or the second return, I guess. But, um, yeah, uh, the episode kept giving, um, the, well, it, it, don't, spoilers, I probably should have said that, guys, spoilers, but, um, at the end, the bi-generation, that was a great concept. My only criticism about that is the fact that it kind of stole shooting at was Thunder, because he's a great actor, and I think he deserved his own regeneration scene. And it would have been great if actually he'd... Maybe it would have ruined the plot slightly. You know, Tennant returning, Tennant um, remaining with Donna and her family, which was, yeah, yeah, it was beautiful that that happened. But it definitely was like... Not, not, not all the attention was on Shooty Gatwa. The attention remained on David Tennant, and like I've said, Doctor Who thrives on nuance, um, and it's it, it it's a very variable show, um, and it should always be changing. It should always be continuing and growing, um, and it should be cultivated with new eras, new actors, um, portraying this, you know, really eccentric role. Um, and a lot of the classic doctors, you know, they've said there's there's not a role quite like it. Um, a lot of the doctors, even new doctors, have said that. Um, and I do think that that stole his screen time because I was like, which who do I focus on? Because we've got this new doctor and we've got this old doctor that I still really like. Um, 
whereas he's such a great actor, he probably could have carried the rest of that episode. Um, so yeah, that that was one of my other criticisms. But there was also there were this was this was reference city. Um, we had quite a few callbacks here. You know the um, toy makers puppet show um, with you know past companions. I thought that was great. Um, I thought that the, his dance scene to spice up your live dance scene was really awesome as well. And that's probably a big budget, um, big budget thing. Um, and then yeah, Shooty Gatwa. Shooty Gatwa so far, everything we've seen of him has been fabulous. Um, I really like how he's, he feels, he does, he has that same feeling that we had with, because Eccleston was still an older doctor, um, and he definitely carried, well, Tennant, Tennant did as well. Sorry, I just heard a noise. I was like, what's that? But it's nothing. Um, but yeah, um, tenant, tenant, what was I saying? Yeah, tenant, tenant carried, this is number 10 I'm talking about. He, he, he felt like a younger doctor, um, than all his predecessors. And I guess you kind of had the same with Peter Davison because he was a younger doctor as well. Um, but Shuti Yatwa is not only a younger actor, that does, that's not the only thing that makes him feel younger. It is I guess he's being written as this refreshed and renewed doctor because he is bi-generated. Um, and yeah. So I think that's all I have to say about the specials. I don't know whether, like I said, we might go into more detail. That would certainly be something I would be up to, um, up to doing in after Christmas, January time, maybe. Um, so we could have some extra episodes there. Tell me if you would like that, um, faithful listeners, please. I would be really, 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 really open to hearing your opinions on what we should talk about uh, on Tiny Tardis. But some other things, some other things I will mention is I've mentioned we might have a new presenter. That's 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 the big announcement. Um, I've also not mentioned that actually I've been kind of delving into some of the bbc books um so i found 38 of the bbc titles for like one pound each in a charity shop in mint condition so i obviously bought all of those up because i was i was ecstatic when i found them and it was it was also (laughs) that's the funny thing i have found a lot of good deals for doctor who stuff it seems over the doctor who period and this oh i'm so stupid we have not talked we have not talked about the 23rd the 23rd the coloration uh, colorization of the daleks um and also after that an adventure in space and time with the shooty gatwa ending that was that was amazing that really hyped me up um for everything to come i did watch doctor who bargain hunt um it wasn't very enjoyable because they didn't focus a lot on Doctor Who, but there was that, I think it was like about 20 minutes in that it got good, because they talked about some um, props and stuff that had been collected. Um, There was also an article, shout out to The Who Shop. Um, If you haven't been to The Who Shop, um, it's in London, um, and you should go there. (laughs) That's, That's my advice. I went there 
couple of months ago now. Um, staff are really nice. They have been running it since 70s or 80s. You can read up on it. There was a BBC article um, about the Who Shop. I believe that was um, posted on BBC News website on the 23rd. Very interesting. Um, so definitely go and check that out. Uh, I've also been delving into the Titan Comics universe. Obviously, the Forbidden Planet sale. Uh, if you don't know about stuff like that, then check out the Doctor Who merchandise, merchandise guide. They have plenty of information uh, on sales, on various websites that sell Doctor Who media and collectibles and stuff. But I got my hands on about 20 comics. 20 comics, they're about a pound each. Um, so that was that was good value because they're usually about £7. But I think, yeah, I think that's everything we have to say on this very chaotic episode of Tiny Tardis. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, as I've said, you know, Tiny Tardis is coming to YouTube. Tiny Tardis is also soon coming to Apple Podcasts and possibly some other podcast providers. Um, so do make sure that you check us out on there. I will post as much as I can um, about when that's going to release but I don't have a specific date. Um, probably next episode I will. But yeah, make sure you subscribe, like and ev everything on there uh, when it soon comes. But yeah, thank you for listening. See you next time for the Christmas special. Um, possibly, most likely, 90% sure, the debut of our new presenter. Anyway, goodbye from me, Ed. Why is the dog barking again? I need to get a glass of water next time. Maybe I'll leave this in for the bloopers. I'm cutting now.